Welcome to another episode of Podcasting in Place, an attempt to record and share the stories of Dallas residents during the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. My name is Glenn Butterfield, and I work in the Library Archives and Oral History. My name is Kristen. I work in literature, language, and religion for Dallas Public Library. And I just wanted to mention that as we move forward, we may have some different hosts because of staff shakeup. Each week, we've been talking with a local who has been directly affected by the pandemic to see how life has changed for them, how Dallas has changed, and what their experiences have been. Uh, The views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Dallas Public Library or the city of Dallas. Today we have with us Anthony Lassoon. Um, He is a photographer and creator and founder of Dallas for Change. And Ant, in your own words, I'm going to ask you to tell your story. My name is Anthony Lassoon. I am an immigrant uh, the South American country of Peru. I moved to the United States when I was 10 years old with uh, my whole family. We initially moved to um, the city of Raleigh, which is about uh, 30 minutes east of Dallas. I have uh, three brothers. um, So it was a a very difficult upbringing. Um, The third of uh, four sons. A lot of conflict between my my brothers and I growing up, all in good fun. Um, I started getting involved in in photography when I was around 16, 17 years old. Definitely when my son was born, I dove deeper into my photography and began pursuing a career in photography and and the arts in general. I did uh, fashion photography for the next five years. That established me in a in a really good job, which I continued on for another couple of years um, until I realized that you know fashion photography wasn't necessarily fulfilling in the ways that I wanted to to give to my community. Um, so I began diving deeper into uh, photojournalism, creating personal connections with uh, the people that I came across, my subjects, and you know working with other organizations. Organizations volunteering kind of gave me a better perspective and a better understanding of what I wanted to do with my art. Um, I began volunteering with a uh, with a dog rescue here in Dallas called White Rock Dog Rescue. I began. Uh, taking pictures of the dogs, helping with graphic design for for the flyers, for the adoption events. Um, started showing up more to the adoption events and um, creating a, a, a deeper sense of community that way. Uh, over the next two or three years, I began realizing how important it was to have a visual aspect to the help that we could provide to nonprofit organizations as artists. Um, so I began reaching out to other people, other graphic designers or other photographers that were willing and able to come out and, and, and help out with, you know, some of the photos or, or given uh, an hour to edit some flyers and, and things like that. Um, so that's kind of what, what led to the idea of, of Dallas for Change was creating a base of, of volunteers. That way we could connect them to uh, nonprofit organizations that are assisting um, our communities in, in various categories. So it's been a, a transitional process, I would say, over the past three years, you know, through some personal struggles and, and also, you know, the doubts never really went away. As of recent, 
it didn't become clear of just how important the work that we were doing or that I was doing initially because you know for for a long time in the beginning it was basically just me doing a lot of the work i would have some help from a couple of people that would volunteer you know a couple hours out of a week but for the most part it was me having to finish you know some flyers or having to edit the photos and and it wasn't up until recently where i've been able to create closer relationships with organizations as a result of of the the pandemic as a result of COVID-19, you know, that same initial idea of connecting volunteers with nonprofit organizations really took shape and really became the base of, of what we are doing right now with Dallas for Change. Uh, we have been able to, to create a base of volunteers that runs on the trust that we've been able to develop with these people. And we are able to provide some organizations with the manpower, with the hands so that they are able to fulfill their missions in, in assisting members of our community, whether that's through uh, food assistance or whether that's through, you know, donations, whether that's through the delivering of, of fresh produce to, you know, some of our underserved communities in Dallas to, you know, going out and handing out water to our homeless population. We've been able to to gain the trust of these volunteers to where, you know, if there's ever any need from any of these organizations, we can reach out to a handful of them and without any questions asked, they will show up or they will donate some money uh, or, or make the calls to, to other people who are in the position of providing that assistance. That's kind of where where we are right now, we have um, been able to create partnerships with other organizations like the Harvest Project or Oak Cliff Veggie Project, who are tackling the issues of food insecurity, uh, specifically in, in the areas of South Dallas that are predominantly black and brown, um, low income communities that lack assistance. Various other organizations like Four Oak Cliff that has established relationships with their community through these partnerships were able to connect on a, on a deeper level. Recently, we've also been fortunate to have been contacted by another local organization called Four Down that assists our youth with, you know, after school programs. They've actually been able to establish a location where kids can come in and basically skate for free, you know, have an escape from from their daily daily routines and have a have a positive outlet that can drive them to make better decisions for themselves and and also be involved within within their community so it's been a really great thing to see and, and witness how through all of the chaos we have been able to assist and and also be be a link between a lot of these different organizations that are doing some of the similar work and and just needed that glue and that um, energy that comes from from the people that live within within our communities. It's been extremely rewarding having to having been witness to this, and we we hope we can continue serving our Dallas community. Thank you so much for sharing. I know you've worked on a, a number of specific projects, you know, and partnered with quite a few different organizations and helped them partner um, during the pandemic. Do you want to tell us about some of those projects, like in detail, or talk about some of them a little bit more? 
one project that I'm very invested on right now is the one of uh, food insecurity. Through the partnership with the Harvest Project Food Rescue, we have been um, able to continuously deliver food baskets to some of the most underserved communities in Oak Cliff, South Dallas. Again, most predominantly black and brown communities, but not necessarily specifically black and brown. We Anybody that needs the assistance, we will find a way to help them. Through the Harvest Project, um, what they have established as a as a result of the, the pandemic has been this project or this program that's called the Wholesome Wholesale Program. So basically, you as a as an individual, as a as a person, can purchase a basket of uh, fresh produce that the Harvest Project is able to to sell at wholesale prices. With the profits from those sales, we are able to provide free produce to a lot of these underserved communities. It's really disheartening to see and to hear some of the stories that come from these immigrant communities we have here in Dallas. Um, me as an immigrant myself and, and also um, the founders of the organization being immigrants, it's extremely disheartening to see and witness some of these stories of people having been turned down from food pantries and, um, and food banks based on their immigration status. You know, a lot of these food pantries prior to the pandemic had specific requests or requirements from people in order to receive assistance, such as, you know, having to show IDs or having to show proof of income or proof of residence. You know, a lot of these immigrant families or even our homeless people or homeless population here in Dallas struggle with maintaining stable homes or even access to proper identification. Again, it, it's been extremely disheartening to, to hear these stories because, you know, a lot of these corporate funded nonprofits that are receiving millions and millions of dollars, you know, are, are constantly denying access to food or assistance to the people that, that need it the most. And, and so that's been, I guess, the fuel that I feel like I've needed in order to step up and put all of my energy into into organizations like the Harvest Project or, or their partner organizations like the Oak Cliff Edgy Project or For Oak Cliff because that need is there. And, and we need to do all we can in order to provide that assistance to the people that truly need it. You know, going back to some of these requirements by some of these corporate funder organizations is that some of those have been able to be waived off. Some of those forms that were necessary in order to receive assistance have been waived as a result of this pandemic. And my concern with that is what's going to happen when this pandemic is over? Are we going to go back to having these requirements for people to receive assistance? You know, are we going to continue to deprive our immigrant population from assistance? Um, so that's kind of been uh, one of my main focuses over the past two, three weeks has been making the connections between why we lack in, in providing assistance to the people that truly need it. So yeah, that's one of the projects that I that I have all my my eggs in the basket for right now. Where there's a lot of different programs that are coming out of these partnerships through constant communications with with some of the founders. You know, we are going to be digging deeper into workshops that will teach people, you know, how to properly cook a nutritious meal with the produce that you get through 
um, through the harvest project, you know, because a lot of the times we provide people with baskets of fresh produce and, and people will say, oh, you know, I don't want that or I don't need that because, you know, I don't know what to do with it. There's a lack of, of education there that we are that we are noticing. And so one of our future projects or programs is going to be uh, an educational program where we provide people with that knowledge, with the tools. That way they are able to to assist their their own family members with nutritious, tasty meals. Um, so one question I wanted to ask you, um, with everything that's going on and, and you know, your, your outreach to the community and then trying to get people help, um, do you have any, like, really uplifting or good stories for the community moments that you'd like to share with us about, you know, people coming together and helping each other? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, one of the things that has uplifted me in, in so many ways is how quickly people are willing to to come out and volunteer and and give in their their love and care to assist others you know people have have reached out on a daily basis you know every hour every day asking of how they can get involved like right now we are a very small organization like we are just now in the process of submitting for our nonprofit status but that has the involvement from the community has just kind of made me realize that there's more that we can do because we do have the help of the community we do have that support base we do have the trust from people you know they trust us to guide them in in a, in a direction or connect them with organizations that are truly about helping our communities about helping the people that need it the most. And I think that's been extremely valuable is to have been tapped into trust, you know, and 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 doing honest work. A lot of the times, you know, a lot of these these organizations or or even city officials, they want to, you know, show up to to volunteer just to just for a photo op, you know, or just to to carry an empty box and take a picture so that news outlets can deliver those images everywhere, you know, and 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 that's not what what we are about. We you know, we sort through rotten produce, you know, just so that we can separate a good potato from a bad potato, you know, and that's what we're willing to do. Um, we're willing to walk. We're willing to sort through rotten produce. We're willing to spend days without sleep just so that we can get a message across to people. Again, having that trust between our volunteers has been has been amazing. The um, the love that that we've received is is extremely inspiring, and uh, and seeing people you know come out and, and make deliveries without even you know accepting any sort of you know gift card for for gas or even a, even a, a sandwich. Like no, you know, like somebody else will need that. You know, I'm I'm fine. Like this is amazing. We've been witnessing. I would say that one of the most beautiful things that I've, I've witnessed over this, this past couple of months has been people's willingness to give and to provide their time and their energy for those uh, that need our assistance. So with everybody wanting to, to help out and everything, is there a place people can go to donate money to the cause or sign up to help volunteer with their time or, or effort? We are a very small organization that's just kind of been ignited 
I would say, as a result of, of this pandemic. So we are finding ways of, you know, creating a website and, and creating an ease of access between a volunteer and, um, and some of these nonprofit organizations. Our organization, Dallas for Change, mainly functions on Instagram. I have a Linktree account on Instagram that has links to all of the organizations that we have partnered up with. So people that want to help out, that want to volunteer, can directly connect with the organizations through our Instagram page and also donate. The only way right now that we have to receive donations as Dallas for Change is through Venmo. We have recently put that out there to the public, but we will be putting together a fundraiser so that we are able to apply for our nonprofit status where we will have incentives for people who donate. Um, let's say $75, you get a um, some stickers and, and, and a t-shirt. You know, and and all of these will be handmade by us, our volunteers. That's one way that people can get involved is through just go through our posts on Instagram and look through some of the different organizations that we're volunteering with and doing some work with and and follow them on Instagram, see what they're doing and, and try to connect that way. Look for an organization that truly calls for who you are as an individual and and that's looking for certain skills or maybe there's a skill that you possess that you think an organization might benefit from. Do not be afraid to reach out to these organizations because more often than not, like they need the help. They need the assistance. And so I would encourage anybody to follow us on Instagram, to follow our partner organizations, get involved. Donations are always welcome, are necessary in the time that we've been active we have pushed donations to our partner organizations but we are a volunteer base a couple of our members are well as well are uh, without work me being one of them right now we are in a position where we're having to figure out like how we are personally are going to be able to survive this next step of you know, applying for our nonprofit status is going to provide us with uh, better access to grants and bigger partnerships, which will hopefully, you know, create not only job opportunities, but also encourage bigger assistance to the communities that we serve. Yeah, that's a challenging situation. And I think we're all um, feeling that right now, for sure. So we're going to wrap up here, but I wanted to ask you one last question. Do you have any words of wisdom for Dallas to leave on? I've tried living in other cities. You know, I've always had these dreams and aspirations of wanting to live in in a more quote-unquote cultured, you know, society or community. Over the past handful of years, I've come to realize that we have all of that in Dallas. And, And not only do we have it, but we also have the opportunity to build that culture, to establish our own culture. You know, because when you look at, at places like Los Angeles or, or New York, they seem to be somewhat already established. You know, it, it's kind of hard to, to come into places like that and bring new ideas. But in Dallas, the, the possibilities seem kind of endless. You know, I would I would encourage anybody to go out and and, and just experience uh, the history of the city, you know, the good and the bad, because, you know, there's plenty of bad history in Dallas. But at the same time, we can build on that. We can put our energy we can create partnerships that create a better community for for our children. So anybody who's who's willing to put in the time, put in the energy, I would encourage them to go out and, and experience the possibilities that are 
are out there. I, I love this city because of that. I've struggled with the idea, do I do I really want to live in Dallas? Do, is there opportunity for, for me here, you know? And and as of late, I've I've come to the realization that that this is my home. This is where where I want to be. This is where I want my children to to grow up. This is where I want to establish a, a community. You know, everyone get out there, get to know your neighbors, get involved in your community, help somebody with their with their garden. You know, learn from them, get involved with some of the amazing nonprofit organizations that we have here because there are so many. I mean, that's another thing that I've come to realize is that there are so many people out here doing amazing work and they need the help and we are here to help um we are here to to guide you if you have any questions feel free to reach out we answer or i answer to any comment or any message any concern that you may have use us as a guide or as a tool so that you can be better involved in this beautiful community that we have here in Dallas. All right. Well, thank you, Anthony. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Podcasting in Place.